0: What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Lefties Lounge podcast. I'm your host, Ron Newkirk, and I'm joined by my co host, John Kraffick. We got a great show for you today, even though the PGA was kind of subpar. We're going to touch on some of that, um, and we're going to get into some of next week's DraftKings pick um, as the PJ moves on to their first round of the FedEx Cup playoffs. But this is really a big episode for us. It's our first travel series episode uh it on the map is alive and well and both of us are really really excited about it um we played at oxford greens but before we get too much into it we're we're gonna
1: jump right into pga and uh we'll say hi to john what's up man what's going on people um really really fun weekend great round with luke and mark uh excited about the way that that interview turned out so pumped for everybody to hear it on the back end and like you said not too much fun in the Wyndham Championship this weekend. <laughs> yeah.
0: I'm not going to lie, I didn't watch too much of it, but I got uh from what I heard and what the the highlights that I saw um I mean Jim Herman won. Uh, so that kind of says it right there. That's it. I think.
1: That's <laughs> it. And and we're on and that's talking PGA. Yeah, so
0: <laughs> moving on to the <laughs> Yeah. Um, yeah, so, I mean, there's some crazy stats about Jim Herman. He's kind of a journeyman, uh, hasn't really uh, won. I think he what, – what does it say? He won last July, and including that win – so last July he won, including that win, he's only had two top 25s, and those two were wins. So, like, he did really poorly in between that stretch between July and now. I mean, the guy knows how to win, kind of, (laughs) kind of,
1: kind of. Yeah. It's it's funny because he so a little flashback to our Brooks segment last week when I was talking about how obviously Brooks talked a little shit. Then he uh, ended up blowing up on Sunday. And I said, I don't know if you remember, but I mentioned he was one of three players to shoot 74 on Sunday and only one player shot worse. Mr. Jim Herman. seventy five last Sunday at Harding Park. (laughs) he, He comes out and wins. Which is to the turn it around like move. that?
0: I mean, the guy, it seemed like he was just
1: a dog out there and fucking fought his way right up to the top. I mean, pretty incredible. It to was. tell you the truth. Very, very impressive. And it, a little interesting, too, the, with the weather that rolled through there, they were playing lift clean in place. So for those guys with those soft greens, it was like target practice. And one of our winners from last week, short players, this guy hits it like 280 off the tee, and he just putted his face off. For four rounds, so yeah. short guys, stay in it. There's they're still a chance. Staying, There's still a chance. Don't don't it. don't look at Bryson's beautiful body and get scared to go out and play.
0: Yeah, and don't chase distance. It's not worth it. That's right, uh, Jordan Spieth. But um, another cool stat I had, and I don't I don't know if it's cool or not, but it, it's alarming to me. Uh, Jim Herman has as many wins as Patrick Cantlay and Tony Finau combined.
1: Total wait total what three. <laughs>
0: three he has three total wins uh tony only has one and patrick Gantley has two
1: that is that's so
0: how great like i i don't even know if our listeners are gonna even know who jim herman is Uh, i didn't yeah he's a 42 year old i heard his name last july and then i didn't hear the the stretch that he had in between was just horrendous um he wasn't even lined up to make the FedEx Cup playoffs and with the win he jumped in i think he's like on the bubble still so he's going to have to play well this week to to move on to the next but just a pretty crazy story i mean wild overall
1: it's cool <laughs> it, it it's it was very fitting for it being a Wyndham Championship the week after a major you got the rain and everything so good for jim Hartman
0: yeah yeah i mean that's really there was a um there's a couple guys on our list from DraftKings that did decent. Um, Kisner, he did good. Um, Webb, Webb was decent. He was. I mean, pretty much, pretty much everybody that didn't make the cut. Uh, McNeely, yeah, kind of, kind of screwed us over. And then um, I forget who else got cut. Oh, Fairway Todd, Mr. Brendan Todd. That was, Fair- this, yeah. yeah I felt like this was a tournament that he could have done well in but it just shows you you know when we get into the picks later on you got to get the guys to make the cut you got to have six guys going into the weekend um so yeah I don't I it was nice to see the guys do well and kind of get us close and
1: respectable
0: but as far as DraftKings we didn't do that well um yeah you got anything else on the on PGA? Because I yeah, I got, uh, like...
1: we'll, we'll do so for for I know a lot of people have been asking. We are going to get back to now on the tee next week uh, with the yes. with the playoffs at TPC Boston. But just a little trivia for you to wet the beak: players over forty years old to win this season on tour. There's two of them. It's Jim Herman and who else? Um... This is a, this is a Brian Hamilton question because that's this season. This season. This season. So you got to go back jeez. and think about it.
0: Yeah, I don't know if I'm gonna get this one. Tiger Woods. Oh, jeez. <laughs> He's the only one though. That yeah, there's yeah. only two.
1: Yeah, there's like, like 2 40 another only two forty plus year olds. I you got can't... you. Yeah.
0: I thought there was another old boy that won something. I'll I'll come up with that next week.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, yeah because it up. didn't matter. It was it wasn't going against your stats. So you you didn't yeah. care. Yeah.
0: Exactly. I, yeah. I, you know, I didn't rack the brain too hard, but I That's am it. still doing well on now on the tee. <laughs> yeah. um, the only other thing I wanted to really touch on, I saw on Thursday or Friday, uh, Siwoo Kim had that hole in one. I don't know if you saw that. Oh, he had a crazy
1: stretch there. He was, making, uh, that was, absurd. yeah, he
0: had, a, he had an absolutely crazy stretch and it included a hole in one watching that hole in one i saw i mean it was uh late night so it was recorded but i hadn't heard anything or done anything but he hit a hole in one and like you could hear like people were cheering like there there had to be like a little crowd of like media or like whoever was there like whoever the hell it was were like holy shit like hole in one and he just like picked up his tea walked back to his bag like and head nodded, acknowledged that he hit a hole in one, and and that was fucking it, dude. Unbelievable. Like I, I, I don't. This oh. is the second time on tour that it's happened where I've been watching. The first guy didn't know that he made a hole in one. Yeah, but Kim visibly saw it go in the hole, like, and heard cheers, and was just like, eh, ho hum." Like,
1: fuck these guys, right? That's that's. <laughs> I I remember you bringing that up, and you were hot about it. So I went back and watched it, and I was just like what what is going on here like does does he have a soul does he enjoy yeah well it's funny because you know you hear some of these players talk about like um you know if i wasn't if i could do something else that paid me that this much money i wouldn't be playing golf and it makes me think he's one of those guys (laughs) because how can you not be like i don't know i just thought that was distasteful
0: yeah and i mean kind of like almost disingenuous like how can you i know you're not supposed to show emotion and like you're supposed to be like stone face on the pga tour but like if you hit a hole in one you're allowed to just you could do whatever you want you could
1: literally it's the one time you could do whatever you want
0: exactly it's the it's you can say what you want do what you want like Get it done, boys. Like, and, I'm, I'm it, disappointed in the hole in ones this year.
1: And think about being his caddy. Like, you you know, you're he, you feed off that energy as well. It's like, why is, why am I going to go out and do my, you know, it's just, I don't, <laughs> I don't know. I didn't like it. I didn't <laughs> it like it. Didn't it was wild. Wild. So, yeah, moving on.
0: Do you have anything else on the PGA tour?
1: I think it's the moment we've all been waiting for. I think well, let's it... not
0: before, hold on. Oh, wait whoa. a second. There was a U.S. amateur that we have to touch on. I oh, feel like, oh,
1: yes. Okay.
0: Okay. U.S. Amateur, this will be quick. Um, Tyler Strafasi won the U.S. Amateur. It was at, played at Bandon Dunes, which is pretty sick course to, uh, they just opened up like the Sheep Ranch and like they are just balling out there. Very windy course. Uh, they played from like Wednesday on it was a uh, match play in a playoff form. Pretty sick. Um, but I guess like the big story is that like the top rated amateurs, didn't none of them were in it past like the round of 16? Um, Tyler Strafasi, who won, um, was literally ranked the number 460th amateur in the world. How wow. crazy is that?
1: I didn't know that. I knew that this crop of young guys wasn't as there weren't as many like surefire studs as like the you know, the Wolves, the Hovlands, the yeah, we you know that group, but I didn't know it was that bad.
0: It goes to show you because, like, all those guys, like that group that they were saying that wasn't that good, they were nowhere to be seen for the weekend. Yeah. Um, so, this kid actually, his grandfather, 85 years ago, almost to the day, won uh, the US amateur back then. Uh, wow, that's Frank, wild. Frank Strafasi, which I thought that was pretty sick. That's cool. Um, so, so, shout out to Tyler. Um, the only other thing that I saw was, which I thought was a crazy thing is there was a match that went down. I think it was in the 16th round. Um, A match went down to the 18th hole. And there was uh, some discrepancy in a sand bunker. And one of the kid's caddies went down and brushed the sand. Disqualified, dude. On the last hole of the freaking U.S. Amateur Tournament. I thought that was absolutely nuts. Um, His name was Segundo pinto or something segundo Aliva pinto i uh, he held himself very very nicely afterwards um i'm I, i'm not sure many kids could have done that at his age uh he just backed up his caddy and said you know what if i can forgive him you guys can forgive him too it was an honest mistake i mean he was just very poised and and i thought that was uh Really cool by him, but also really bad beat for him. That sucks.
1: That's terrible. What a way to lose on the 18th, and it's your yeah, caddy. Uh, and it was it's... a local caddy, too, I read, which is kind of crazy. Yes,
0: which is pretty... – Even worse. Yeah, exactly. So I'm I'm positive if that kid goes anywhere, he won't – that guy won't be his caddy. But who knows? Maybe they'll get closer after it and uh, whatever, but <laughs> – now we can get into the moment that we've all been waiting for and go and take it from here, Mr. Graphic. Put it
1: on the map.
2: Let's go. Also,
1: can be can be read as put it on the map. But, you know, it's a little play on words. That's it. Uh, I do. Have, I do have to shout out Deuce producer Nate, who who helped come up with the creative for the name. Okay, um, hey do. So the travel series, we've kind of been teasing for a little bit, but obviously we're, we're very excited to kick this off. Um, so Put It on the Map is going to be an opportunity for us to travel around New England, um, eventually, you know, hopefully the country, and just to give people an authentic review of everything the average and recreational golfer is experiencing, thinking about while visiting these these courses, uh, whether it be staying at the places. um, Everything from an entire golf trip experience to just, you know, a, a Sunday morning round local, which is w- what happened this past weekend at Oxford Greens. Um, we're going to be doing this once a month. The hope is to incorporate a, v- a variety of different listeners, um, different perspectives, get involved, grow the game. Uh, you know, we're, we're hoping to play with different people, maybe even each month. Uh, each player in the foursome is going to be filling out a review, which you guys will see on the IG posted tomorrow and or today depending on when you're listening to this um, and as well we're going to sit down for a post-round interview to talk about um, everything from the difficulty of the course how the greens were rolling the vibe um, and just everything that that went into that to that uh, experience so as the series continues to grow you know organically we'll obviously be looking to get a little deeper in potentially interviewing club pros, learning more about the courses that we're visiting, the areas that we're visiting, um, and the people who frequently visit them. But the, the majority, or the, the major goal is to give an outlet for people to look at course reviews. Um, if you're looking to play around in New England, you want to pop into the page, check it out. We'll have a running uh, map that you guys will see posted um, that was teased. We're going to keep that updated with the different spots with the little flags and then uh, all the reviews will be posted as well. So pretty excited about it. Um, anything else you got to add? Not really, man.
0: Other than it was a lot of fun for the first time. Oh <laughs> yeah. So the what? So
1: the first, yeah. So we chose, we put it to a poll. Um, Oxford greens won in a little bit of a landslide there. I was, I was impressed yeah. with it, but I, I understand now finally going to play there. I'd only played there uh, once before uh, in like a scramble, but Oxford was uh, created in 2015 is so very, very, very new course. Um, it is actually run now, which we realized by Alliance Management Group. Um, so that group was founded in 2018. In 2019, to give you a little idea of what Alliance does, Alliance managed uh, they oversaw over 10 million in assets for different golf courses and golf facilities around the Northeast with revenues above six million, and they employed over 200 people in a single season. So. Pretty cool. Um, they run, uh, for people in the Connecticut area, Tunksis, Oxford greens and heritage village country club. Um, and they also run a a golf facility out of Tunxis as well. Um, and then we're, we you know, we're going to get into a lot of things as far as the course and everything, um, in the interview that you guys will hear coming up, but Oxford is long. It plays anywhere between 5,100 and 7,100 yards. Uh, it's currently ranked the top five public golf course in the state and is home to the toughest hole in Connecticut. The, long par three um no par five. Did, par, par five sorry the, the third three. hole the long third par hole. three yeah um thank you for that catch the yeah, i got you we did we caught it at a little bit of a tough time um we were coming off that little i don't even know what you would call it high winds hurricane i don't even know not a hurricane, dude it was
0: it was a tropical storm it, tropical like storm and it
1: with. did some damage too um yeah and Oxford or uh Oxford didn't get out of the way so they were at, I think they were without power for 5 or 6 days which means they weren't able to water the greens or weren't able to really water the course and their carts well Oxford is a strictly um you have to ride there and their carts they can't charge their carts so the course was completely closed so we'll talk about it a little bit but for sure in pretty good shape given all the circumstances we had a little rain on the back nine but uh really cool experience excited for you guys to hear the interview
0: yeah the course i mean for what it was was in great shape uh luckily during the whole storm when they didn't have power and stuff we did get some some rain so nothing really took a toll as far as like watering issues uh there was that one green and we we touch on that in the interview too um I thought it was great, man. Uh, we teed off ass early, like six, 12, 12. Yeah. That was, that's, I think the earliest tee time I've ever teed off, uh, was nervous about it actually, uh, being dark because on the drive up it was literally pitch black. <laughs> um, yeah, but a uh, ton of fun, uh, Mark and Luke were awesome. Uh, it's always fun to play with you. And, uh, I just think it was a good foursome and a, a great first start to, uh, to put it on the map, man. Great great
1: first start. Great uh we definitely got to got to give a huge shout out to Mark and Luke. Um, great interview. Great job taking it pretty seriously. Luke's notes were amazing. Uh yeah, RGA I think, I, RGA. I think the people <laughs> I think the people are going to enjoy it.
0: Yeah, man. Um do you just want to touch on I'll, I'll just go over the game that we played. Oh, yes. Good call. Yeah. Um so we we were thinking of games to play. We were thinking about just doing like match play or something simple like that. Uh, we ended up finding uh, a game called Umbrella, which it was, it actually turned out to be really, really cool. And I feel like the more that you play this game, the easier it will be to keep track. Um, so it, just try and follow along. Each, each hole, you get five points. Basically you have uh, green and regulation, your partner's green and regulation. You have low man for score, low team for score and birdie. I got that right.
1: That's correct. Yep. You have five categories. That you can yeah, five points.
0: categories. So I, I put them as points. So if you if if one team, you know, if, if ho- however many points you get, you multiply that, that by the po- uh, by the holes. So if you if your team gets, say, low man, low team and one. You have three points. You times that by, say, you're on the whole five. She so times that by five, that's 15 points you get. So the only other thing is if your team gets all five of those points, it's called an umbrella. That means you basically get five times the hole and then multiply it by two. Yep. Right? You double it. Exactly right. You double it. So the holes are really, really like it, you can get hot early and just get your ass beat in the, if, if you don't play in the back and, and me and Mark learned that real quick because we got off to a very hot start, and uh, and you guys umbrellaed the thirteenth hole, and that was a lot of. Points. It was like sixty so... I think it was
1: like sixty five <laughs> points. But it, yeah, it, it's so true. Is that you, what this game does? Is it puts a emphasis on scoring later in the game? It puts it mounts pressure into the game, which a lot of times. You know, a match might be over by you know with four or five holes holes left. Whereas this, the last three four holes are where the chance you can make the most points. Um, exactly. Think about umbrellaing umbrellaing eighteen. Yeah. Well, we so like, me and me and Luke. So it was, it was me and Luke versus you and Mark, and we only had nine points on the front nine
0: total. Yeah, and you only lost
1: by nineteen. And, and the points, final right? was like two hundred one to one eighty four. So mm-hmm. we went from nine on the front to one eighty four, which.
0: Yeah, there was a time, what was it, on, like, the 15th hole, we were down by 60-something That's points. right, yeah. Yeah. So, it was an awesome game. Like, yeah, you got to figure out, like, all the net stuff. But, like, once you do it a couple times, it actually – because I've never really kept that score. Like, uh, Hammy usually does all that shit for me whenever I play with him. And, like, somebody's always some doing it for yeah. me. So actually having like a hand in it, me and Mark kind of went through it, like, as far as like who gets strokes and like, then just, you know, the whole thing was awesome. And, and by the end of it, I think we were getting pretty good at it. So I would say we are going to play this game. For again. sure.
1: Yeah. no, And, th- and the next <laughs> yeah. time we go out, like you said, it's going to be much easier just to keep track of. Um, but it's, yeah. it's just a great game that keeps both teams engaged because you're never really out of it. Yeah. Um, yeah, no. And I think, yeah, no, look no. it up too if you guys want the the umbrella game, um, just a live, like, golf betting game. You can put different values on how much the points are worth, 25 cents a point or whatnot, um, and then pay the difference. But great game. Yeah, it was awesome. So. Ready to get into the interview?
0: Welcome to the Lefties Lounge, boys. We got Mark Lyon with us today.
2: Hey, what's you happening, fellas?
0: Luke Martin.
2: Hey, guys. How's it going?
0: Thanks for having me. And, of course, John Kraffick. What's up? What up? What up? We just got done playing a pretty sick round at Oxford Greens. Figured we'd bring everybody in here, and we're going to do a bunch of ratings on uh, uh, five different things. We're going to have an overall score at the end. Uh, We have value, greens, difficulty, and the vibe of the whole course, and we're going to be giving uh, zero to five stars or quarters because this is a quarter podcast so do we want to just get right into the the value part of this and uh what do you think of the value mark
2: well i mean it's a little pricey for me i'd give it a uh three and a quarter um oh. it's worth it for if it's like a, a once in a while change up from a home course i would say
1: okay that's
2: fair john what did you think
1: i i didn't think I don't know. I like the fact that everything is, they don't let you walk there, which, so it's obviously the 79 includes a cart every time. Um, I thought the overall layout of the course and the shape of the course and everything, I thought it was legit. Um, so I think it was worth the 79, but to Mark's point, I don't know, I don't know if I would be playing it every weekend. Yeah, but I love answer. the track. I love the track.
0: Definitely a great track. And from the more recreational golfer, what did you think about it, Luke?
3: Yeah, so uh, just to begin, guys, I would like to be known as the RGA, the Recreational Golf Affiliate from here on out. So thank you (laughs) very (laughs) much.
0: Yeah, boy, I like RGA. RGA,
3: as I'm sitting here sipping on my wonderful treehouse.
0: That's it, man. What do you got for treehouse? What are you thinking?
3: So this is what Mr. John Craffick dropped off. It's the Radiant Double IPA. Oh,
2: it good so one. Eight
3: percent. It's fantastic. I can taste it right now. It's so delicious. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So as far as what I thought value wise, um, as the recreational golf affiliate, you'll definitely get your money's worth stroke wise. Um, you know, I think I had about 120 yesterday. So you'll you'll uh, you'll definitely get your strokes in. Um, John and you'd be able to uh, relate with this I thought it was kind of similar to Thompson as far as like a quality of a golf course I thought it was a pretty high quality um, golf course uh, but I also had it as I think it was $15 cheaper than what Thompson was I think when I played with you at Thompson two years ago it was like I think it was a 95 um, for a non-member yeah. non- uh, with a cart so I had it as a little cheaper than Thompson but I also really liked uh, I thought it was you know quality wise is around the same so
1: value i gave it a, uh, a three and a quarter that that's a good point too i think value to the area i think as far as like when you talk about nice golf courses within mm-hmm. say a 30 mile radius of that place i think that's where it really stands out it's like 79 that's a 79 dollars. that's a really good price for what you're getting because that's a nice course yep it's exactly a, it's an it's a nice course but we're forgetting one thing boys how
0: fast were those carts
1: yeah, that's it. I, I'd pay $79 that. just to get that same card again, to be honest.
0: Honestly, that was the highlight. I mean, I heard you ripping and just rev. I think it, it was being... at one point.
1: Um, oh, it so... backfired three or four times. That was it was funny, too, because, you know, obviously we put the we put it to vote uh, Fairview or Oxford. And I hadn't been to Oxford in like five or six years. And the first time I played was uh, a scramble. And I know obviously Fairview has the nice carts that so, you know they got the GPS thing in them and we walk over and Mark was sitting in the cart and I would look at the cart, I was like, Really? This is these are the carts? And then I put that pedal down and <laughs> oh dude, I go had to be doing 30 going across the, the parking lot. You caught me on you caught me on film there getting beer. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: No, that definitely uh, as far as value, that brought my value up because that was I think I think you get what you pay for there. 79 bucks with a cart is pretty pricey, but the carts were absolute flames and uh, the course was in great shape too. So that helped. Um, So yeah, as far as value, I think, uh, I think we're good on that. So let's move right into like part of the course and the hardest part of it, I thought were those damn greens. Um, Luke, how'd you, how'd you fare putting wise?
3: Well, it was a rough day putting wise. Um, I thought they were pretty, pretty difficult. I like to, think that i'm halfway decent at reading greens um not always you know power and and you know wise but reading greens i can get down pretty good and i just thought they were pretty difficult yesterday um i have the greens at uh four and a quarter um but they were pretty pretty difficult uh i thought they were all in really good shape except for that one i can't remember exactly what hole it was but i remember we all commented on that one that was kind of burnt out a little bit um but considering the, the recent storm that we had that was you know pretty decimating to a lot of the rural areas. Um, I thought the greens were in, were in pretty good shape. And, of course, there was a ton of
0: elevation change and slopes throughout the greens, which made it even, you know, that much more difficult. Yeah, that's a good I – first off, want to apologize for calling you, Luke, again. I, I won't make that mistake again. RGA. RGA, RGA. That's right, it's RGA to you. Um, very good points. Uh, the pin placements, too, for me were – pretty difficult there was there's so much undulation on all of these and and they were for going off at 6 12 in the morning it didn't seem like as wet as i thought it was going to be and as slow because they were they were rolling pretty good and those pins made it pretty difficult
2: huh mark oh yeah i mean the pins were tough uh everywhere except for number five due to the fact that i mean <laughs> i had a, I
3: had a pretty perfect. good read i had a
2: pretty good read on that green <laughs> And this is like the third or fourth time I've wow. told somebody this story. So it's up to like, we're up to like a 75 foot putt. Oh, <laughs> uh, that's amazing.
0: And that was a bomb to, I think, umbrella that hole, which <laughs> yeah,
2: sick. I mean, they were, I mean, we, we got to give them props. I mean, it was tough the whole storm, not being able to water and stuff. So, you know, they let them grow out. So that's why they were, they were a little furry and stuff, but challenging definitely with the undulation um i put them at like a 375 just because we gotta leave some leeway for some other courses and stuff who knows what we're gonna get to you know yeah
0: i that's a great point and i kind of did the same just because uh both of us play in the ted alex tournament which is held at oxford greens every year and i feel like they have been super spicier than they were to last or yesterday um y'all definitely I've been there where they are just lightning quick, and you can't even. I mean, thank God you have four putts at it because you you need them. Um, I think I think I was I gave it like a three point five, um, just because I know how fast they could be. But as far as like actual like the shape of the greens and like every everything was in great shape. It was green, and uh, there was just that one that that RGA was saying that was just a little burnt out. But other than that, I mean, what do you think, John?
1: I gave them a 4.0. I thought they, I, I I think you all made good points. I think the storm was a, was a big factor. I think they were a little furrier than I expected them to be just with the recent weather that we have had with the drought and not too much rain and just everything that I've heard about this course. Um, But overall shape, unbelievable. And just the creativity that you could get with some of the shots, like, I was a little mesmerized by how undulated those greens were. There were tears on every hole. It was, and some of them, it was like three or four. They were little cups. The pins were felt impossible. It was like freaking Sunday pins to the max. But um, I don't know. I really, I really did. I really liked the greens. Yeah, they definitely,
0: it kind of leads into our next um, category, which is difficulty. It makes that course Very, very difficult for me anyways, because you need to be you need to be rolling the putter and it's a longer course. So you need to um, you need to really get onto the green, too, and and kind of be close to have a chance at par or bogey. I was having a difficult time with everything on the back nine. Um, so I gave, I kind of split this into two and I said the front nine was, was fairly easier because I went 41, 52, um, (laughs) just for those of you keeping track at home. Um, but overall, I think I would have given the difficulty probably like a a 3.75, 4.0, just leaving a little leeway. Um, I, I definitely left shots out there. Um, but how do you feel about that? RGA?
3: Yeah, I give it a I give it a four and a half for difficulty. Um, as the RGA, I, I, uh, I can definitely say that was a difficult course. Um, I wouldn't really recommend it too much for somebody who's just you know the recreational golfer going out and having a few beers. Um, I mean, like I said, it's going to be a lot of strokes, uh, a lot of club throwing. Um, you know, the course is pretty. The course is pretty long. I mean, they, you know, they have the hardest hole in Connecticut as voted on by. I don't know, John, who, who votes on that again? Is it just, like, voted on by just, you know, amateur golfers around the state?
1: Yeah, I think it's the CTGA. Uh, okay. CS, yeah, CSGA. Yeah. 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 And so yeah, all, I mean, a bunch of amateurs vote on it. Okay. Yeah, all right.
3: I mean, the one saving grace I did think was the um, – or actually two. I thought the course is pretty open. Um, you, hit, you can hit driver a lot. And, you know, there is there's some leeway for a guy with, you know, a slice or, or a draw. Um, and then I didn't think the rough was too long either um, off the sides of the fairways there. So you could you know, have a decent second shot. And that was kind of why I didn't give it a full, you know, difficulty score. But I, I definitely did think it was, was a difficult course for someone like myself.
0: Yeah. Now, I, I don't know about you guys, but this really doesn't have much. It kind of factors into difficulty, but I felt like there, I don't know if it was because it was Sunday morning or what, but I felt like there was a lot of like members or people that have been there a lot. And I was kind of feeling a little pressure from just from behind us, and and not we kind of kept up at a good pace with the, the thing the group ahead of us, but I just feel like the group behind us was was either playing faster or just better than us. Um, did you feel that in any way, RGA? Um just
1: being, Yeah, being just you recreation?
0: know, yeah, um, you know,
3: I I don't really feel a lot of the pressure like people pushing up behind us. I don't really give it, you know, give a shit. It's like, hey man, we're <laughs> all we're
1: He's RGA. Exactly.
3: Yeah, we, yeah. we pay the at same R price speed.
1: you. Fuck you. Yeah.
3: Exactly. <laughs> you know, we're golfing at R speed. Not everyone's on the same, you know, level as far as talent and, and skill what and whatnot. So, um, right. I don't that, – that stuff usually doesn't mind me uh, or, or, you know. So, yeah. That's good.
0: That's good. So, as far as difficulty, Mark, how did you uh, – I know you've played this a lot in a scramble, but how was it playing your own ball? Uh,
2: I mean, I put it – I put it at four and a quarter. Um right. I mean, it's long, and even when you do hit a fairway, I mean you have a chance to have some lies that are are very off camber, I guess is what I would say for sure like it's a there's a lot of holes to have hills and like fairways are pitched in certain directions um, so for like a a golfer that's just really getting into playing golf a lot. Those are things I haven't seen a ton of, so that makes it even a little extra hard. Yeah, that definitely makes a lot of
0: sense because, like, I found I was paying attention to that a lot because I feel like wherever I was, the hill was working against where I needed to go, so that made it, like, even harder to kind of get it
2: where I wanted
0: to go. Um,
2: Yeah. And you'd be in the middle of the fairway and the ball's above your feet and you're like, and it's... Those are those are kind of things that I struggle with, anyway. Right,
0: it's hard to know which way the ball is going to come off that hill, and then you have to factor in your slice or draw, whatever that's going to be. God yeah. forbid
1: you hit it straight. Uh, what are exactly. your thoughts, John? <laughs> uh, I like, I like, I love both those two ratings. I had it at a four and a quarter as well. Um, we talked about the greens. I, I, I really like the fact that, and and I think it makes it what it is, but how hard it is, is it's demanding on all three like facets of the shots, the T the T ball, there's always something in a landing zone, whether like you said, it's either it's on the side of a Hill, you know, you got, there's stone walls, there's bunkers, there's, um, there, there's just a bunch of things that you have to think about per, like on every shot. Cause then you got an approach and you're worried about something, but something that really stood out to me was I loved how long the course could get. Cause I think for, especially for like better golfers that course plays so different from the blues and the blacks and it's a rare course where you know a lot of courses you see the blues are you know what maybe 10 15 20 yards behind the white tees but where it doesn't change too much as far as like where they're landing the ball because you're hitting if you're playing from the blues you're you're hitting the ball you know most likely 275 280 plus so it makes it i think the course plays well for you know, people who are playing it from the whites, people who are playing it from the blues and people who are playing it from the blacks. And it's just hard overall for all, you know, for every kind of facet of golfer that gets there. Yeah, that's it. It's
0: definitely hard. The only reason I gave it um, a four is just because, or a 3.75 just because it is so open. I feel like the T balls, you can get away with a couple of things here or there. Um, and that's really, that's big for me because if, if I'm on with my, my tee shots, I I play, I mean, it's kind of that way with anybody, but if you can get off the tee, it's, it's a lot easier to play golf. And uh, I just feel just visually and everything. I I just feel more comfortable um, on the tee box there. So. Yeah. Well, you,
2: you were also hitting the ball 300 yards yesterday, Ron.
0: Well, you know, I don't like to talk about it, but since you brought it up, um, yeah, I was bombing it, so that helped. <laughs> um, yeah, so I mean, we can get right into the vibes of the whole thing. Uh, I was vibing, like Mark said, around 300 yards one time. Um, <laughs> and uh, but the overall, I mean, for me, I I loved, I loved it. I I just felt we were there super early. I didn't really get a crazy good vibe from uh, when we went in and paid that guy was kind of I don't I mean it was 612 who's who's chipper in the morning and Um, he's a Chargers fan and he's a Chargers fan we found out but that's what I was I was about to get to that he kind of turned it around and when you forgot your your pro v's um he gave them back to you so I'll let you tell that story
1: yeah I obviously so it was pretty funny that even before that we talked about getting together and like should we hit balls before should we get there early to putt we get there at 5 30 and it's just pitch black like <laughs> you, you just can't see anything can't do anything um no so i go in i i freaking lost a lot of things during the day Sunday, but <laughs> I, I go i go in and i i i forgot i forgot a freaking new 12 pack of balls i had i had i was going for ybe i had yellow ball energy forgot i here I went and bought a sleeve of one X's, left them on the counter when I uh, <laughs> when I paid for them. So I so I come back after I was buying beers inside, and I had a Chiefs polo on, and I was like, "Hey, I'm just gonna try this." I was like, "I don't know if you remember me, but it was six twelve, and I bought a sleeve of balls, and I forgot them." And he was like, "Oh yeah, and I know, I remember that shirt. I'm a Chargers fan," and he gave me and he gave me the balls. <laughs> so pretty cool, pretty pretty cool of him to do that. He could have just been a dick and been like, eh, Chiefs fan, I don't really," but. You know we're we're getting respect around the world, so it's not a big deal. Yeah,
0: take it easy there, buddy. Um, <laughs> let's move
1: right on to a
0: uh, to a to the RGA. Let's go to RGA. What, as a recreational golfer, what were your vibes there, sir?
3: Ronnie, I have notes, so <laughs>
0: <laughs>
3: let's hear them, man. Yeah, so I, I, I kind of broke this category up into two different categories. When John originally sent us the categories, he said vibe slash the 19th. Now, I kind of broke those up into two. For the vibe, I only had it at a three and a half. Um, and it probably would have been a little bit higher. But, you know, on the positives, it feels like you're golfing in the woods. I mean, you guys know when you're in the, on the cart and you're going hole to hole, you know, sometimes you turn the corner and it's like this hole, this par three is just, literally just right in the middle of the woods and there's not a house around. There's nothing around. There's no other holes. It's just that one specific hole. Maybe there's a marsh on the left or the right. And it's super picturesque is the word I'd use. Um, so that was, you know, awesome. You know, that's definitely a positive. Um, and you know, as the RGA, you definitely have the, you know, the ability to have a great time on the course. Like, you know, we said the holes are super far apart. So there's a lot of cart time, uh, a lot of time to have a beverage. Um, you know, if you partake in, um, any recreational uh, narcotics uh, there's uh, definitely opportunities to, to partake as you're out there you know alone a lot of the time um the parking lot is super large so and you're allowed to go pick up your cart you know once you pay so you can drive your cart out there fill your bag up with uh, a couple of brews if you'd like um so i thought that was great
0: um, let's not let's hold on let's not endorse yeah, that because that's certainly not allowed yeah
2: we were definitely just ignoring <laughs> those signs there's
0: a, yeah there's a sign and everything that says don't bring your cards to the fucking
1: park, park we can no, edit that out. yeah but they're okay, so fast just... <laughs> they're no. so fast you you're not gonna get caught there's no way yeah, you, can, get you caught.
0: can you can do it but we're certainly not endorsing this okay <laughs> <laughs>
3: okay so listen so let's go to the 19th now as far as the 19th goes i'm going to give it a 1.5 and i'll tell you why so whoa yes listen i'll tell in you why. time
1: of corvid 19 yes absolutely whoa, coming in so hot.
3: okay so the bar was not open at all as you guys know now as far as like so think about cannawood right so we played cannawood i was with you guys what two weeks ago we played cannawood and we came off the 18th and right there they had a table set up they had mixers out there. They had booze. They had beers. They had everything. They had a menu set up. Everything was ready to go. Like you could immediately order food. You could immediately order a mixed drink, whatever it was outside. Like they made alterations and alternatives for COVID. And now I just didn't feel like they did that at all with this course. I mean, you're paying 80 bucks to play on a Sunday and they made no alternatives. I mean, what they have They like, said anything we have is in the cooler in the pro shop. And it's just like, come on. You can't order a mixed drink. You can't order anything. Um, so they just had nothing set up. They had a massive tent. I mean, it was raining when we came in, there was one little overhang right outside. There was one table that was, you know, not, you know, we had an umbrella, but our you know, chairs were soaking wet. There was a massive tent right to the, I guess you'd say the left of the bar. And it didn't, you know, no one offered us to go sit there. We couldn't go drink or drink, whatever it was. So I just thought like, you know, for 80 bucks and a nice course where, you know, guys, I'm sure have a little bit of money, and they're coming off 18 and they want to have some drinks with their guys because everyone's been cooped up, you know, you would think the COVID alternatives would have been just a little bit, you know, more, I guess you would say. So that's why I gave it that such a low score. But, I mean, I'm sure during regular times it's fantastic. I mean, the bar looked really nice. I'm sure the food's great. But as of right now, I just was kind of like, I,
0: was, I don't know, I was pretty shocked. Dude, I, that, I was shocked when you said the number, but some valid points there. Very valid points. That's that, those are great points. Yeah, for sure. Um, the only, the, that's why I'm the RGA I'm gonna, boys. I'm just going to play devil's advocate here and say that a, it was raining. B, it was 10 30 in the morning when we finished. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but it's Sunday. It's and Sunday. It, and they know, they're, they it, know it, every it, one of those tea times. Well,
0: yeah, exactly. And that's, that's like, for you, sure. I, I, I completely agree. But also right. That you said, yeah.
3: To that point. Like the bar looks like no one's they they stack the chairs and no yeah. one has been in it for four or five months. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, no,
0: you're you they've you you hit so the nail on the head forever. You know this whole time, so yeah, hundred percent. So, um, Marcus, what do you got on that?
2: Uh I I I went vibing. I went a little higher. I was I was a four all in the whole thing, but playing into that may be the fact that I do play there once a year for the Ted Alex so I know when the bars open what it is and yeah, yeah. all that type of stuff and also I mean I gotta hand it to uh Ranger Rick uh oh, yeah. I don't know if that's his name or not but we'll, we'll go with it um I mean it was started raining and he's sitting at the uh 16th tee box and he he asked us if we're gambling man and uh <laughs> we all of course <laughs> We all of course took the bet yeah. and bear um, shit in the woods. <laughs> exactly. We all took the bet and I mean, I like winning money, so that was good. So I I, I put it at the 4 I I felt some early morning electricity when I got there. It kind of woke me up, you know. So oh, yeah. Then, yeah, I
0: uh, I I gave it I didn't go quite as low as Luke, but I didn't give it quite as high as you. I was right at a, a 3.25. I think uh, because it was raining, it kind of did, you know, have a little damper on things because watching the 18th green is right next to where we were sitting. So it would, I think on a nicer day, a lot more people might've been standing out there and watching people come in. It was a great like hole to watch people coming in. Um, And goddamn Rick, that Ranger Rick, he, I think he made the whole round. Um, We were at a point where we, we had a bad hole. I think the, the hole before we're coming up on 16, a little late, he had an opportunity to either, he could have been a complete asshole, but he made the whole round. He freaking, he just said, Hey, a dollar. If you make the green dollar if you know, you give me a dollar if you don't. And, uh, he broke even, I think. Right. Yeah, he did. Yeah. Yep, yeah. Yep, so yep. it's, that makes it fun for him. Um, and that's the kind of like golf experience that, that like I always just look for and hope for, like it was just so candid and it, it kind of caught me off guard when we got out of the cart and he said that. And right after, I'm just like, hey, "Fuck yeah, man! Like that's sick! Like I'd be doing that as a ranger." And you almost want to just be like, "Let's make it ten bucks." What do you think about that? You know? what <laughs> yeah. About that? <laughs> um, but yeah, John, what'd you for vibing? I mean, you touched a little bit on the on the Chargers fan, but what'd you think?
1: Yeah, I I think Luke made a lot of really good points with the with the 19th hole and everything as far as as far as vibe I would say I'd probably give it like a 40. Um I think like we talked about the the interaction I had with the the pro at the at the desk, he could have easily been a dick. The same thing with the with the ranger. That was probably the third or fourth time that he'd seen us because it was a little congested in between our three groups. So he'd come up and he was like, is the group in front of you slow? Is it you guys? Like, so we had a couple interactions with him. So when we saw him again, I was like, oh, here we go again. And he, he could have easily just, you know, kept, kept on us, go faster, go faster, whatever. But he was so cool, which was awesome. Um, And then I think, I don't know. I I think the, how hard the course is, it gives off a vibe of like, you kind of got to grind to play well. Um, and I like that, and of course, so I'd give it a four zero. Nineteenth green, Luke talked me down. I'm going to give it a three zero for that. So, I'm going to go three five overall for Vibe.
0: Okay, okay, I like that. Um, Luke with the, I mean RGA with the difficult score, but I appreciate it and I, I like that a lot. Um, before, death. before we get into the overall score, hey, to be clear, to be clear, okay. I had, yes. the, I had some Vibe at three and a half,
3: but the nineteenth in particular as a 100%. one. Oh.
0: I know. Okay. Yeah, no, I love I love the scoring. Um, yeah, so before we get into overall, does anybody else have anything they want to touch on before we, we wrap this thing up? Because we're going to do overall scores, and then I think that's it for uh, for the first put it on the mat. Sounds good.
1: I, I, yeah. I just want to say I thought that Umbrella game was really fun. I don't know. Oh you yeah. Guys yeah, That did. was great. I, we, I don't think any of us have ever played it. I thought it was just an awesome game that – allows the point system allows us to kind of everybody one team's always in or both teams are always in the game um you guys were smacking us around early we had a little run from like 11 to 14 per se where we had i think we might have two two umbrellas and it just got us back in the game obviously you guys pulled it off on 18 so props to you for that Mm -hmm. but what'd you guys what did you guys think about the game
2: i i loved the game the game was awesome and uh I think you guys can thank Ranger Rick for the loss because Ronnie and I were pretty dejected. But then when we we <laughs> both stuck it on that green and made a dollar, we were pretty pumped up. <sighs> Damn! Yeah,
1: I'm I'm changing my vibe score.
2: I, <laughs> <laughs>
0: I didn't even think about that, but yeah, I was just that's definitely about true. Ranger Ranger Rick saying. uh Maybe that's like a way to like get people to do you know focus more and and make better shots too and like play faster yeah. initially. Like he's oh. maybe he was just mind fucking us. Like
2: I <laughs> mean, it, it worked. It it worked for me because my yeah. shot may have been the my biggest shot in my life, where the longest <laughs> in the air. No, for the longest time in the air, I thought it was going to go in. I thought like, it was
1: going to go in too.
2: It's true.
0: That was that,
1: that was, thing never damn. left the flag. It never left the flag. No, it didn't.
2: It was
0: sick. And I love how you're just, like, shamelessly, like, plugging your your great holes in the fucking
2: I am. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, the I, rest I, of it – I mean, I had two – so I had two good shots all day. I
0: know. <laughs> I know. I know. And we got both of
2: them. <laughs> oh, my God.
0: But, yeah, the umbrella game was sick um, from the team that was out just out from the gate, we were just popping. And then you guys hit that first umbrella late. Like, I think it was like 13, early, 12. Yeah, 13. Yeah. And we are like, wait, five times 30. I'm trying to do the math. I'm like, wow, that's a lot of points. And at that point, we, I, I don't remember what the score was, but I think you guys might have taken the lead there. And then the next hole, you hammered down again. And it was just like, absolutely just... Knife in the heart turn it around And we're just like we just busted our ass for a Whole front nine and we're Gonna have nothing to show for it if we don't get our heads Out of our asses um, So it was just it makes you Play the game it, the, There's definitely pressure and you And you have to be in it the Whole game which is pretty cool Great game what yeah. do we Got
1: for uh, what do we got for overall Scores let's run through them um, Who wants
0: To go first
2: I mean, I'll go, I, I mean, I'm, I'll put it at a three, five.
0: Okay. Three, five, it leaves, it it
2: leaves, it leaves room in case, uh, people find out that we are guys or people find out you guys are the best podcast around and start (laughs) inviting you to some big time courses. And I just ride those coattails.
0: Oh yeah. You gotta, you gotta leave room. So you gotta leave room. Yeah. Luke, Mr. RGA.
3: Yeah. So I, I had a similar, I had a, um, had three, seven, five. Um, yeah, I thought it was a great course, um, uh, you know, beautiful, picturesque, like I mentioned earlier. Um, love the fact that how long it is, um, take the card everywhere. And, uh, you know, it's just like a kind of a journey through, I mean, every hole is different. It's not like you're getting a lot of like switchback holes, um, that are kind of like, you know, combined where you could be hitting off somebody, you know, another fairway of a different hole. Um, I just thought it was just a, re- a really cool course. Uh, so,
0: yeah, 3.75. Cool. That's. Uh, I'm going to just piggyback you there. I gave it the same score, uh, 3.75. There was definitely more pros than cons, even though it did rain, and even though we were teeing off at 6.12. It just – I don't know. It was beautiful weather. Um, played well on the front. Didn't do that good in the back. But it was still – the course was in great shape, and I just I, – I thought it was good. But I'm also – I'm also leaving a little room there for some some powerhouse courses, so uh three seven five is my score and uh Mr. Crafik
1: I'm gonna come in at the high man with the four um, oh I was close i i I just really like the place. I can't wait to play it again when it's dry and rolling. <laughs> um, I think just like technically speaking, it really like you said, it kind of fit your eye. I kind of had that same feeling um and i and I love the way that. Just the challenge of it—the greens, the layout, t-balls, everything. Um, so I'd go 4-0. I, I like the place a lot.
0: Yeah, I think those are all fair scores, and uh, I think it was a overall good experience, man. It was a good, good foursome, and uh, hopefully we can do it again soon. So absolutely. Uh, yeah. Thank RGA Mark. Thanks for coming on, and uh, will talk. Thanks to for the you invite. invite.
3: Yeah. Hey, anytime. Thanks, boys. Right, Take care, boys, guys. Later. Later. later.
0: That's it.
1: I hope you guys enjoyed the, uh, the first interview from put it on the map. Be sure to be sure to check out the IG page for the reviews and the course map. Um, and now let's get into, I think we got some picks for uh, TPC Boston this weekend, right?
0: Yeah, we're going to do some quick picks, uh, it's kind of a big tournament. I I have I feel like we we did just so I did not do good last week. I I haven't had more than four people make a cut. So this week I'm getting at least five people in. Is that the a cup. guarantee? Like that that's, that's a that's not a guarantee uh, exactly, but because it might be six. But I I it's it's got to it be, be some six. sort of yeah. So I. I i think this is the winner okay. i think th- this this is okay. the one no okay dip. so at 63 i always start with the value yep. picks now i picked them last i have two people in this lineup that i picked last Ooh, week the old double dip okay the old double dip they're playing their ass off and that's why i'm doing this i explained last week why i picked them no need to explain why this week cameron davis the australian at 6300 value pick. T-15 at the Wyndham Championship. He started off 71. I was a little shaky. Then he goes 65, 65, 65. Okay? Kid's not that good at putting, but apparently found it Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. So Cameron Davis is the value pick. He's made three, three top 10s and 11 out of 20 cuts, so hopefully he does this week. Um, the next guy, another I, – I can't believe that this guy is – so low in, in money 7,600 Kevin Kisner This is, it's, I picked him last I love it okay? Kis is the same thing He's coming off a T19 at the PGA I believe, and then he was tied For third at the Wyndham Championship Quietly um, So his last, one, two, three Four, five tournaments He's missed one cut, which He probably just didn't feel like playing Because he's playing lights out He was third at the Rocket Mortgage uh, T twenty five at the WGC, then the T nineteen, T three. He's okay. in form. He's in form. It's for seventy six. It's it's to get who I want. So, Sun J M, he's next. I think he is like, let me see, fourth or fifth in the FedEx Cup right now, which is underrated, and he's only seventy seven hundred dollars. Um, the guy is, you ask anybody on tour, and he just has a different contact with the ball. Uh, he, he is ranked fifth in the FedEx Cup right now. Um, he's just a great golfer, and he is due. So, I picked him at 77. I mean, that seems like a, a no-brainer. Kind of like the Your boy as well. Daniel <laughs> Berger. Okay. My boy. I think he is... <sighs> Kinda good friends with Patrick Reed. Like he has that vibe, like he's not like liked on tour. But um dating back to the waste management Phoenix Open over six months ago, he's won once and he's also finished T two, T three, T four, T five, T nine, and T thirteen wow. in his last one, two, three, four, five, six tournaments. So I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what to tell you. He's made the last four out of four cuts in TPC Boston. I, Listen, I don't understand. Your why research checks 80, out to me. It, it checks seems out like to me. seems like a steal. Yeah, uh, seems like an absolute steal. Uh, next guy is Xander yeah. Schauffele. Um, He could win. I feel like he's just been like lurking in the background. Um, he's highest among all non-winners in 2019 to uh 2020. So that's he's got six top 20s and seven starts which is pretty sick and he's also just nasty at golf. So I haven't picked him and I think I think he's due. Um like I said he's just been he's been there every time. He's in the mix and um yeah, so Xander Schauffele. Uh the next guy up which I'm not I'm excited that listen, the experts picked him. So this is, I always go with one expert pick and literally every expert is picking this guy to win the tournament. Um, I'm going to let you guess who it is. Well, he first off, I love that then that
1: makes you an expert because you're picking him as well. Um, it's, it's Mr. Jason day.
0: That's why I do it. That's why I do it. <laughs> it is Mr. Jason day. The guy is he's a informed. And I just he's, to say that he's ready. Um, he's a he's a pud. He kind of is, dude. The thing that sucks is like the only thing that it gives me like a little bit of agita is like he could just not play well right on Friday. Yeah, and just be like ah, oh, my back yeah. and then just uh, withdraw. I respect know? it
1: though. Listen, the ex- but the experts are the experts he's for a reason. So I respect yeah. it.
0: Yeah, he's he hasn't finished less than T7 in four starts uh, over the past six weeks. So, I mean, I'm telling you, he's – oh, and look at this stat. He went 10 for 10 at TPC Boston with three top 10s among eight that's top a 25s. Good stat right so, there, yeah. Yeah, that's maybe why the experts are picking him. Yep, that'll, that'll do it. So, those are your picks. That might be the $100,000 winner, if it is. <laughs> You're going to see some merch come out. The travel series will be global. Some better audio. (laughs) We're going to be traveling,
1: yeah, around the world. Great lineup. Um, Hopefully it does it, man. I think RGA will be happy to know that this 19th hole is always open, but let's leave them on the 19th.